It's about to be summertime and we don't take our normal summer holiday weeks away from you. Thank you so much for listening. This is a great time to recommend Modern Homemakers to your friends to catch in the last bit of this season where we pause long enough to think about all we're called to do, which is to encourage you as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. And today I want to talk to you, woman. Are you a woman of courage? Many ways we see courage lived out, but today I'm going to suggest three words that will represent a way of life for a woman. And when you are operating these three words in your life, you will be a counterculture woman. You will live your life upside down. Or as my dad, who left this earth a few years ago, used to say about me, Donna, you live in la-la land. (laughs) He didn't mean that with any happiness. He thought I lived a ridiculous life. And perhaps to him I did. But to be a counterculture woman, a woman who lives in our society in a counterculture way, a woman who follows after Christ with seriousness. And the three words that I want to offer to you are one, cheerfulness, two, confidence, and three, acceptance. Cheerfulness, confidence, and acceptance. Cheerfulness. In the Proverbs, chapter 15, verses 13 through 15, and you'll hear my pages because I'm going to look at a few passages and I'm turning them from place to place. Verses 13, 14, and 15. A glad heart makes a cheerful confidence. Verse 13. But by the sorrow of a heart, the spirit is broken. The mind of one who has understanding seeks knowledge. But the mouth of fools feed on... I don't know if you're hearing me. A glad heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is broken. The mind of one who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feed on folly. All the days of the poor are hard, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. It's a heart of trust. It's a heart of certainty, not in herself, not in her family or her money or her education, but in her life with God. She has a certain conviction, and no circumstances or confusion will change that choice. What does cheerfulness look like? Certainty, liveliness, lacking in fear, trustful, adventuresome. Pinwheels, where do you put them? Uh, We have pinwheels when we change the seed in the grasses in Arizona. Yep, in Arizona, there's green grass all year long. They call it winter grass and summer grass, but it's green all year long. And 
we put out pinwheels in the green grass, and that pinwheel blows and blows around in the air, and the birds stay away from eating all our grass. Those pinwheels are like cheerfulness, an outward evidence of inward certainty. Confidence. What does confidence look like to you? What a man wants in his wife is confidence. This can look very upside down. A friend of mine, a young friend of mine, who was craving to be a better wife and mother and having an opportunity to hang out with some older wives and mothers, was given an opportunity to go home and practice something. And she did, and her husband said, What? And I was thinking about the first woman Supreme Court justice. Her name was Sandra Day O'Connor. And she lived a very upside-down life. Doing what you know and knowing what you are called to do is what really matters. And then acceptance. Ah, that's a hard one, isn't it? Elizabeth always says, in acceptance, we find peace. And it wasn't she who said that. It was her hero in the faith, Amy Carmichael. To receive, to the first acts of kindness is to accept something, to accept what is offered to you, to welcome it, to gladly receive. Our daughter and her husband have been through now 16, 17 months of very hard physical testing colon cancer and chemo treatment and hospitalization and loss of vital organs. And it has been very beautiful to watch the community of people who love them, who love God, who care about them, who have fed them and watered them and drank them and babysat them, cared for them and watched their house. They have just been on the receiving end and it has, I have watched them accept that it's a very difficult thing to do when you want to be able to take care of it yourself. But the grace on the part of the recipient is acceptance, acceptance. You've heard me say this if you've been around homemakers at all, and that's the giving and receiving circle. I am very good at one half of that circle. I am a good giver. Oh, yeah, you have a need. I'm right there. Wait, you want to meet my need? No, 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 no. I'm not a very good receiver. Several years ago, about 15, the Lord really called me to understand this circle, that it was a circle. And for it to be complete, the circle had to go all the way around. It had to be able to move seamlessly. And the only way to do that was to make sure there was as much giving as there was receiving. And for one year, 365 days, I woke each day with that word in my mind. Am I a receiver? What will I be asked to receive today? So I ask you, what kind of a giver are you? Do you do it out of duty? Do you do it with a grudge? Well, everybody signed up to bring her a meal. I guess I will. What's your motive? Do you have reckless abandon? Do you just do it? And what kind of a receiver are you? Do you take it and run? Do you hide under the bed? Or do you do it with pleasure and gratitude? Um, I want to say to you that this is a very upside-down counterculture life. No matter what your culture is, no matter where you live, no matter how old, old you are, no matter what circumstances you live in, it all takes 
acceptance. Augustine said, By loving us, God makes us lovable. By loving us, by his loving us, God makes us more lovable. Or maybe you prefer Nat King Cole's advice. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is to love and be loved in return. And some of you are saying, and who is Nat King Cole? Well, look it up. You'll like his voice. Now, this is not easy, and it's not done by a behavioral change. You don't wake up and say, okay, this year my word is going to be receive. No, I woke up every day and said, Lord, would you show me how to receive? Would you give me the tools to look at someone in the eye and be truly grateful and thankful and receive what they were giving, large or small? And you know what? I have to tell you, the hardest gifts are the bigger gifts. The smaller gifts, I found myself being, okay, I could receive that. But the harder gifts were things that were larger. They encapsulated much more. Either it was more time or more resource. The bigger they were, the more difficult it was for me to receive them. And so I was learning in God's environment how to receive, what to say, how to feel, how to embrace that God was significantly in charge of this giving. The other part about accepting is the receiving and accepting of love. God's love, love for yourselves, love for others. Accepting love is a difficult thing to do. Martin Luther said, quit looking at your life and sin. Instead, look at Jesus. You will receive his love. And Jeremiah tells us, when you search for me, you will find me if you will seek with all your heart. So the word of God and those who've gone before us are very clear to imply that if I am going to be a woman of cheerfulness, a woman of confidence and acceptance, that I am going to learn how to receive. Accepting others' love for me, accepting love for myself. I think accepting myself You know, this phrase, finding yourself, has been a phrase that's been kicked around for decades now. How does one find myself? Sometimes I hear people talking about their journey. It's my journey, they'll say. And that's true. And finding yourself is also true. Both are accurate to a point. But Francis of Assisi said, what I am before God, that I am. What I am before God, that I am. That's who we truly are. When I stand in my prayer closet, when I go to be quiet before God, when I am not in front of anyone else but, but God, that's who I really am. And sometimes I'm embarrassed about that. My best friend used to call me, and she would say to me, you can run, but you cannot hide. You know, she called me, and she didn't find me, or she'd leave a message, and I didn't reply very quickly. The third time she'd call, she'd say, you can run, but you cannot hide. And I've thought of that so many times, especially since her passing. We can run from God, but we cannot hide from Him. There is nothing we can hide from Him. The psalmist says, wherever I go, He is there with me. 
He knows who I am. He knows what I think. He knows where I cheat a little. He knows where I give graciously. So God knows us and accepts us fully. He accepts our flaws. We've heard people say, how could I have done such a thing? We have just, in the last few days, read read this long list of mass slayings in our country. How could these things be true? Yet they are. Yet they are. And C.S. Lewis is quoted as saying, I have never had a selfless thought in my life. Think of that. Here's this man of great intellect and great love for God, but he recognized that even in our intimate aloneness with God, we can be very, very selfish. So I ask you, um, can you accept your imperfections? Can you accept the fact that you are needy Can you accept the right that you have no rights? Can you accept the the fact that we are all sinners saved by grace? Can you accept the goodness that comes from John, from God, I should say? And I want to read a couple of verses from 1 John chapter 3, verse 19 through 21. Chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. And by this time... We will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him. Whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God. We stop condemning ourselves and we accept what God says about us. We have boldness before God. Courage, daily courage. It takes daily courage to do this. You know, sometimes I talk about the great women. We've been talking about women of the Bible these last few months. We have one woman left. Her name is Eve. And I hope you'll come and listen to the lesson on Eve. Very complicated story, very complicated woman. But the Bible speaks of women in many places and many Many of them have done things that are not really good things. Um, I I think right now about the mother of Solomon, the wife of David. Hmm. How many of you named your daughter after this woman? What was her name? Do you know her name? Can you say her name without thinking about it? She was the mother of Solomon Bathsheba. I have yet in my lifetime ever met a mother who says, this is my daughter. I've named her Bathsheba. And yet Bathsheba was married to King David. She was the mother of Solomon who became king and to this day is still touted as the most wealthy and the most intelligent, the one with the most knowledge that has ever lived on the earth. So what was so bad about Bathsheba? Well, in addition to that, wait, Bathsheba was also one of the five women in the genealogy of Jesus. Yet, really, I've never met anyone who named their child Bathsheba. Bathsheba reminds me of what it takes to live a courageous life. Courage, according to uh, D.L. Moody, is not simply one of the virtues but the form of every virtue at its testing point. I say that again. 
Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point. So I'm praying that God will give you the ability to take these three words and look at them. Cheerfulness, confidence, acceptance, which brings about a woman who lives counterculture and is courageous. Daily courage for us. Courage to face down fears. Courage in the details. Oh, isn't that a killer? The details, the things you just want to skirt under the rug and pretend they're not there. Courage when things get worse and not better. And courage to let God be God. Accept his love and his life. Accept your own and go about accepting others. My two brothers are those who rejoice for me in their hearts when they find good in me and grieve for me when they find sin. They are my two brothers because whether they see good in me or evil, they love me still. To such as these, I shall reveal what I am. I pray that you will be a woman who reveals who she is first to her God and then to the people who love her and want to know her and will help her be a woman of courage. It takes a lot to live in the 21st century as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker that represents God. And we pray for you regularly and today. I hope these words of courage will encourage you to go about and be a cheerful, confident, accepting woman. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and finish with courage today.